Hello and welcome everyone to another InventRight TV show. My name is Andrew Krauss. I'm one of the co-founders here. And we have April Mitchell, who's one of our fantastic InventRight coaches, and her student, Andy Dillo. Welcome, guys. Yay. Thank Hello. you for having us. So what we're trying to accomplish here is give you kind of an inside look of what an InventRight student goes through. And so you can learn some important lessons about the licensing process. You know, and it's just, we just try to keep it really real and just make it a, an interactive conversation. So um, let's get to the chase, though. We'll start at the end and then we'll kind of go back. Let's do that because Andy has some great news. What's that news, Andy? Yeah, literally today I got the countersign contract. So uh, it feels like months and months and months, but there we are. It's total coincidence. The day we're, we're speaking, they, they sent it back and we're done. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for everything. It's been amazing. So, and, and, and at the end there, our negotiation coach, Paul, was helping you out. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about the, the, the contract? You, you said that you've done a lot of negotiations and you're familiar with contracts, but how is this different? You had mentioned something to me earlier. Yeah, no, that's it. I mean, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't pretend I'm an expert, but, uh, you know, contract negotiation as my in my day job is is incredibly regular and frequent. But this is just different. And, you know, there's no way you could know what you need to know in a licensing agreement unless, like Paul, you've seen more than you care to count. Um, and, and, yeah, it was, you know, I read it several times and then he just very quickly pointed out, yeah, but you don't want that. Otherwise, uh, you know, this thing isn't going to work anytime soon. Could you give us an um, example he, of maybe one of the things that you wouldn't have even thought of that Paul, our negotiation coach, brought out? Yeah, 100% because it was so uh, clearly set out. So he, he just highlighted a few points and I obviously, you know, the first thing... Uh, an inventor looks at it, it's like, well, what's the royalty rate? Well, you know, what, what, what's the percentage? Uh, and we obviously talked about that, and he helped me negotiate it up. But the, the point that really made the difference was um, right at the end, there was a, a bullet point that basically said, if you don't get your patent approved, then all bets are off. You don't get your minimum, you don't get anything. Oh, yeah, we um, don't want that. Exactly. And, 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 you know, to be fair, the company weren't trying, I think it was a, a template they were using. They weren't, um, you know, trying to mess around despite your, your natural instincts. Um, but, you know, the whole conversation has been about patenting, uh, sorry, licensing a product concept, which, you know, before InventRight was a totally foreign idea to me anyway. But, uh, you know, we, we, the patent was nice to have and it's, it's hopefully, you know, going to be granted and it will change the royalty. But otherwise, it's just, you know, additional protection. You, you had mentioned that, you know, there's always a little bit of a feeling like maybe they're going to try to screw me or something now. And then you said to myself in April before we went live, and you're like, I realized that wasn't the case. And, you know, some inventors could jump to that conclusion with that bullet point and go, oh, they're trying to screw me. And you're very logical about it. You know, maybe they're using kind of a template and maybe their attorney thought it was a good idea. But once I brought it up, once you brought it up, they were OK with changing it. Yeah, and, and this was another thing that Paul was so helpful on is, you know, listen, this is logic and practical and step by step. And the same as anything, especially when you're dealing with a, a decent size organization, mm. there's just layers, right? I, I luckily have built so much to Inventrite's um, 
advice, a, a strong relationship with the CEO. And so, you know, I had some trust there, but of course he's dealing with his legal team and with whoever else is involved in the mechanics. So stuff gets lost in translation. Um, and that was really all it was. But you can't help but start thinking, oh, is it? Am I, you know, am I being too naive here? And, uh, and in the end, we just jumped on a call. That was the best way to do it. You know, you can go back and forth on email, but it was like, right, let's just talk this through. And they, yeah, they were open to all of the tweaks and, and literally pretty much everything Paul suggested we got in the contract. I got one last question for you. And then, you know, Paul is like the, the tail end of things and April's helping you with all the earlier stuff. So I want to get to that. But would you say it's accurate? I've been saying this a lot lately that you're not you're not dealing with the company, which seems intimidating when they're a very large company. You're dealing with people within that company and you had some relationships there. Does that kind of bring it down a notch where it just feels doable and you can talk to them as opposed to like you're talking to this faceless company, which is not really the case? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's said so many times and it's hard to, to remember, but you know, literally everything in life and business is about relationships. So, you know, I, I remember watching the module and, and reading the content and thinking, God, this is so obvious. But then it's when you actually have to do it. And when, you know, April's laughed at me so many times, not at me, but with me, because, <laughs> you know, this has taken forever. Like, it's been an exercise in patience not to be like, where the hell is the contract? Um, and that's the point, right? You know, they're busy people, they're doing lots of different things, but it's all that empathy on, you know, yeah, I'm one uh, inventor in all the cool stuff that they're doing. Doesn't mean they don't care, doesn't mean they're not keen to get it done, but you just, over time, build that relationship and then, yeah, it, it certainly takes away from this idea that this, this scary corporate, just the person on the other side. Right. So, April, let's let's go to the beginning, because he said, you know, he ha there's a struggle. I mean, we get on and we're like, hey, close the deal. Congratulations. And everybody's like, Let, let's hear the struggle. Right. <clears throat> Everybody wants to hear that because, you know, Andy's admitting that there was some struggles there. And there is for most people. It's not like you just show it to a few companies and boom, you got a deal the next day. Right. Uh, what did he struggle with at the beginning? Well, so so first off, I want to say that Andy came to us kind of ahead of the game. He had a sell sheet made up that he did, which was a really good start. He had uh, CAD drawings or you know of a prototype. So he had things in the works, right? And, and I can laugh about this now with, with Andy because there was so much copy on his sell sheet. Like it had so much great information, but he wanted to tell them everything, right? At, all at once. But the, the images were great, the graphics were great. So what we had to do is we had to take it, and I, he had to go through the module, right? Step five is all about the marketing material, five and six. And then we had to chisel away that copy so we could get it like right to the point, look at it, boom, 10 seconds, we know. Otherwise, they would take a couple minutes to read it. Well, let, let me ask yeah. you this. If you had just let him send it as is, what he had, that could have really hurt him because like we say people give it like six seconds that's it and they could have eh, i'm not getting it real quick so eh, no thank you it, could that have happened it, it could have we, we'll never we don't know for like, sure we'll never yeah, know yeah. but i i like to at least claim that that, <laughs> that helps right um 
but what was, was unique about Andy's situation too, his product is in a, in a, in a way where we actually did a second sell sheet. So that way he could pitch it to two different categories in the same industry. Um, so that way he could showcase one version and then showcase the other. Oh. So that second sell sheet after we went through the first one was just boom, 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 like a piece of cake for him because he had already chiseled everything down from the first one and now we're just have a change of graphics and the virtual prototype is a little different and things like that. So he did amazing. That's the thing that I have to say was not only was it great working with Andy because he's just an awesome guy, but he took my feedback and he did he did what we needed to do to get the work done. Like he didn't hesitate, he got right to work and he went through the content and did the work. So when he came to our meetings, when there's questions, there were higher level questions. It wasn't hmm. simple things because he did the work, he figured it out, he learned, and then he's coming back with, okay, now more situational, more deep dive stuff, which makes a huge difference. And I think we got to use our time very wisely that way. And it's a, we can't get into specifics because he just licensed it, but it's a bath related product. And it sounds like what you guys have set up is a deal where he still has the rights to license it in another area. Is that correct, Andy? That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. And so I, you're not done, man. Like you, yeah. just, you got, we're cracking the whip, man. You got, you got some work to do. You just did a deal. You're like, you can't even take a breath. You got to license the other version it's of it. The beginning. Right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> hey, everybody. We got some great free resources on inventright.com. So let's check that out real quick and we'll get right back to the show. Here we go. So to check out those free resources and visit inventright.com, click on that big blue button in the upper right hand corner, ton of free resources for you guys. And if you need help moving your projects forward through the entire process, including negotiations, we can help. Click on the contact us button, book an appointment with Dana or Sylvia. They're super friendly. Maybe you're not even ready to do that yet, but you want to investigate. They're not going to hound you. They're really, really cool. They're just going to talk to you and explain it. That's, that's our style. So for that, click on the contact us button. And now let's get back to the show. Exactly. So did did you know that immediately, Andy? Or did April go, oh, no, we can break this out? Or did you kind of already see that it could be broken out? 
It's, it's so funny to think about now because in hindsight you can't really remember what what was where and and I can t- I can tell that from April's answer because for sure I was not an A A plus student that is one hundred percent. But total credit is uh, and this isn't you know blowing smoke. The the only reason I came prepped is because of all the Eventbrite content first. Mm. I wouldn't have had the faintest idea. Like I found Stephen and then you, Andrew, and Inventbrite through Tim Ferriss so long ago. Um, and yeah, you know, a sell sheet, I had to hang up the faintest idea what that was or why you needed one. So I, I followed the content and then it got to the point where I'm like, okay, I've sort of, you know, I'm a, 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 the gray hairs show that I've, you know, had a few jobs. Um, so you think, okay, I should be able to just figure this out. And it's such a good a lesson for me just generally about coaching and why experts fast track, you know, when you're trying to accomplish something. Because I could still be kicking around for the next three to five years if I hadn't had April to say, you know, think about this, no change that. But it was at the right time. Like, I think that's what you mean, April, is, you know, I'd, I'd done the bit where you can get so far yourself. And then what I needed was a combination of a couple of things. I think the patent was incredibly helpful um, with the, the expertise, the sell sheet, like we said, and then the negotiation. But the stuff in between, the intangible bits were where I got the real value. Just some of the motivation about, um, you know, okay, I know this is the slog, whatever we call it, the grind, but just yeah. keep going. It's yeah. a numbers game. And uh, April's just so amazing. She always is smiling, despite the fact that I don't know how she has time for anything in a day. But, um, you know, she's literally just finished however many calls to her people, um, you know, before she jumped on a call with me. So I'd all, I was almost guilted without her saying anything. And so, listen, I can't turn up not having done the work. So you're, um, you're so she's great. talking about how she's working on her own projects and, you had mentioned, oh, she just made 50 calls before our call, you know, and, and or messages yeah. or whatever. And it's like, I better 100%. get my act together. Exactly that. It was yeah. lead by example. Yeah. And, you know, she didn't need to show me the spreadsheet, right? Just the way she talked about it. I was like, oh, God, I need some structure and discipline here. But uh, it was great. And, and, and it's so funny because I'd listened to these sorts of videos with you guys. And it can come in one ear and out the other of, you know, listen, mm. you've just got to get on the phone. You've just got to do enough. And that was all it was. And I thought, of course, like everyone else at the beginning, that this is thankless. Everyone, no one's interested or I'm either not getting responses. But as soon as I added that structure, as soon as April wanted to see my list, I thought, okay, I better have one. And then, you know, I was only a third of the way down, I think. And uh, someone was like, listen, mate, let's jump on a call. And it just happens immediately like that. And then, okay, yeah, it takes another 12 months of talking and flirting and everything else. Um, but, you know, that's, that's, that's how it, it can happen to anyone. So it sounds like the combination of just, just doing it and being in it is very different than watching our videos or reading our books. Would, would you say that's accurate? Yeah. No, I, I think that is accurate. But I, I just mean, you know, you guys have got so much content that can get you so far yourselves. I think the reading and the doing was important. I mean, if you really want to go at breakneck speed, no, get a get a coach and just get on with it. But there's so much you can do yourself. And then it's when you think, right, I may have got to the, the edge of my competence. 
who can help me just do this last bit. Yeah. But I, yeah, again, I, this isn't supposed to be like a preaching session. It's just I think about how long ago I could have given up and not got to this point, and I'm just so glad I didn't. And I'm so grateful to you guys. What, what, what advice on any part of the process would you give? You kind of already have given a bunch of advice, but what advice on any part of the process would you give an inventor that's new to this? They're thinking about it. They feel um, this just seems like too much. It's too overwhelming. Yeah, Andrew's saying, look, you don't need to run a business. You don't need to raise money. You, don't need to, you just need to close that one deal with that one company. They're going to take all of it. That sounds all great, Andrew, but you know, I'm still overwhelmed. I, I just don't feel like I can do it. What would you say to that person? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I always try and do things in three, so let's see if there are three. Um, the, the first bit is is you just got to start, right? So um, if you've got an idea, don't overthink whether it's good enough or whether it'll end up being something. You know, I had so many people say, "Well, there's nothing patentable. There's not. There's no innovation," and you just got an instinct, and that's where you got to trust. And then surrounding yourself by people or just content like that's why you know listening to the the youtube channel and um you know reading absorbing the stuff is so valuable because it just keeps you going it keeps you thinking you don't even need to join or anything else just get that momentum um and then i think the only other valuable bit there's so much detail afterwards but if you think you know what it's going to look like at the end you don't it's just a, an evolution, right? So mm -hmm. as long as you start and then get that momentum, just be open to the fact that it will probably look completely different. But if you keep going, you know, just eventually good stuff will happen. Be, be, be flexible, you know, um, in your, it sounds like you're saying be flexible in your perception of how, what the path's going to be for this particular product or at all. Um, and an example of being flexible is, Company likes the product, but we don't like this and being willing to change it. We've had students go, well, that, I don't want to do that. And it's like, no, that's what they're asking for. Like, change it a bit for them. And realizing that a lot of inventing is done actually after you contact the company too, right? Um, it's so funny you say it. Exactly. Uh, and, and that, in a way, it's the exciting bit if you're open to it. Um, but it's funny because it's frustrating not being able to talk about specifics. But yeah, my idea of what I thought this would come to market as is completely different to oh. what it will eventually be. I mean, okay, the concept's there, it's still what's in the patent, but the way they thought about um, marketing it and, and then having kids use it is, yeah, it's totally different and it's way cooler. So yeah, it's going to be fun to see. Did you, uh, April, were you with them through that part of the process where they were doing the discussions? about well, the so i saw it transform a little bit but not the end i don't know what it looks like now so i'm excited well to see it come all the way out and be able to check it out and try one out because even if it's for kids i could still well, have now now the next lesson is <laughs> that andy's going to need to wait so what is your perception of the wait andy you just literally you said you said today it was today it's like, wait, he's, he's in the UK, so it's like 5.30 for him. It's like 10 o'clock for me. But he just signed this today. So that's that's really good example. Very commonly, it's like a year before it hits the market, maybe even a little bit more than a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, how do you feel about that? What is your perception? Maybe you haven't had that discussion with them even yet. What's going on there? 
No, we have, and, 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 and this is the thing. It's all, you know, when you think about elapsed time and the effort, most of it has been waiting or chasing, let's be honest. Like, I, I just set myself a Friday reminder at 8 a.m. to chase the, the I nearly gave it away, the, um, the product, and, and that's what I did. Each week, as, as gently and as kindly, and they even said they appreciated it, um, mm. just say, listen, where are we at with this? I'm just checking in. But the nice thing is that they've been progressing it during that wait. So um, they anticipate that it will hit the shops in January. But oh, wow, yeah, soon. We, we've, we've learned that you know, the, any, any milestone is there to be missed. But uh, hopefully it won't be 12 months. Right. I just want to add really quick, Andrew, I think that's what's great and a reminder to students is a lot of times these deals take so long because the company is is figuring out, mm. they're doing a factory sample, right? They're evolving it. Now they've got the production. They want to get how much it's going to cost before they decide on your royalty rate of what they can do. So some companies will sign something right away. They love it and they haven't figured that all out yet. Right. And a lot of companies will have to do the samples and measurements and get that all figured out before you actually sign a contract. And so that is what it was in Andy's case. And so they got that all figured out. So yeah, it's September 1st today. And that's why he may just get that, you know, have it on the shelves in six months because they've already done all that work. So yeah. I think that's important to, to know. Isn't that a trip? That's not that uncommon. I mean, I've seen companies spend five eight grand on a prototype and stuff. There's no contract or anything that spent a bunch of money and they moved it forward. So, you know, maybe they've already done six months of the work and you just got six months to go. And that's, I wouldn't say that's typical, but it's not uncommon. It's, it's not, and these were discussions that we got to have because I've been through that with products, right? So I got to give Andy all of my experience and the situations. Well, okay, this is happening, but you still can be pitching. Like you didn't sign a contract. like keep going right and it's hard because you're in these you know in this progression with one company but you don't ever really know until you sign that contract right so these are discussions and real life experience back and forth situational things that we got to discuss um and, and he had to ultimately decide what, what was he going to do in that situation was he going to just you know pitch to the other category or was he going to wait and all these things that inventors have to you know they have to ultimately decide Andy, can you let us know when the product hits the market so we can help you promote it? That would be great. I know we, you know, companies, yeah, to, they yeah, don't typically absolutely. want us to talk about it before it hits the market because, you know, they want to give their competitors sure. a leg up. But if six, seven months from now, let us know when it comes out. We'll let you guys know. Hey, maybe we'll bring Andy on like a, a year or two from now to get, get an update. Well, he might off, he might license the other iteration of it, which is, which is interesting. You can't always do that, folks. But... You know, April looked at it with him and said, oh, you can license it over here and keep this over here, a different version of it, different market, different geography. And that's what he's up to next. So maybe, uh, maybe you know, pretty sometime soon you're talking about that with us too, Andy. That would be great. I'd love that. Yeah, no, thank you. All right. So, um, April, thank you so much. Thank you for the hard work you did for Andy as well as his negotiation coach, Paul. And I'll remind everybody to take care and keep inventing, and we'll catch up with you guys next time. See you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.